Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, 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 what's up? That's my catchphrase. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, how's that coming along? It's pretty good. It's catching on. I got a t-shirt that says it. <laughs> somebody saw somebody saw it on a t-shirt on, on a TV show the other night. Somebody came through the door on a sitcom and said, yo, 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 and they thought that perhaps it came from me. Sure it did. In the way that it's uh, catch, just catching on all across America. Yeah. yeah. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing a uh, skydiving instructor. It turns out he wasn't uh, certified. At, a, at uh, a skydiving place that every now and then makes the news for people going splat. So are you sure this is uh, this uh, parachute's folded right? That's eh, close enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it looks right to me. I... So so where should I hold like my arms hold as I'm it. falling? <laughs> yeah, hold them, hold them wherever you want. I don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't this here clip be attached or something? Oh boy, probably should. Probably <laughs> should. When do I jump out of the plane? I don't know. When you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's a rough story. Uh, this is my favorite ha- headline from the Babylon Bee yesterday. Female weightlifter suffers tragic testicle injury weeks before the Olympics. That's about the transgender wow. weightlifter. Uh, yeah, apparently. That whole story. Yes, unfortunate. So I wanted to make sure you heard this. Got to this in the uh, show later, and we kind of had a theme going yesterday. Well, it's an ongoing theme of the Armstrong and Getty show, but we were really on the theme yesterday. That if you get your news, the way I think most people kind of get their news, it just kind of comes to you through... You know, a variety of social media media forces, you switch by a cable news show or maybe you catch five minutes of Meet the Press or you see a highlight on a YouTube video or whatever, and you kind of get an idea of what people think of things. And it's often really different than what is true. Uh, people's attitudes about abortion, for instance, if you take it in kind of through social media and TV and TV shows and stuff like that, you'd get the idea that... Um, you know, 95% of people are pro-choice and only real crazy whack jobs. And it's really a 50-50 issue. And the vast majority of people after the first trimester, no, 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 no way. Democrats and Republicans. You wouldn't right. get that from the TV. Immigration, think the opposite. Immigration's another one of those. Majority of voters say Biden should implement stricter immigration policies. This is a Harvard-Harris poll. Two-thirds of registered voters... Uh, say Biden should issue new, stricter policies to reduce the flow of illegal immigrants across the border. Wow, you can't get two-thirds of people who agree on virtually anything. So not only is it the majority, it's pretty easily the majority, is the opposite of everything you hear just kind of coming at you. Only hateful people want to control the borders. But it goes even further. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, I want to make sure I read this particularly right. A majority of people say that Joe Biden should have kept Trump's immigration policies in place. I said, you're kidding me. 55% of voters, this is a Harvard-Harris poll, 55% of voters say the previous administration's policies should have been kept in place. No, only racist xenophobes like those policies. That's what I hear over and over again on MSNBC. Or or everywhere, except for a few AM talk radio shows. Everywhere you hear, even Republicans, I wish Republicans would do a better job of doing their own internal polling. Because I feel like Republicans in 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 um uh, in office are scared to say say things that have majority approval, not even just in their party, but majority approval. Right. 
DC, the Beltway is such a weird insular civilization. They're more they're more interested in being popular at the cocktail parties and at the parents' meetings at their sixty thousand dollar a year private school. I haven't. I dropped something, so I had to pick it up. I haven't seen any. I've been doing knee, deep knee bends lately. Mm. There was barely a grunt in that. I was, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's helping. Yeah, wow, it makes uh, a difference. Um. Because yeah, you know what? You don't even attempt that unless it's a commercial break. I started this like a week ago. I dropped something and I asked Henry if he'd pick it up for me. Oh, oh. I thought that nah, uh, you're going, you, you're going, you've gone down a road here. Wow, wow, that's sad. <laughs> so now I'm doing deep knee bends so I can pick up my keys or a pen if I drop them. Anyway, um, <laughs> I haven't heard I haven't heard any Republican congressman stand up and say, "Look, a majority of America liked." Trump's policies on the border. They worked better, and a majority of them... I haven't heard anybody say that, and it's true. You could say that out loud. You'd get away with it. You'd be fine. Yeah, you would, but can you get anybody to air it? You would think Fox News would air it. No, no, no. You say that a lot, and I understand that the the channels are are all are all so biased, but I watch those freaking Sunday shows, and those Republicans go on there, and they cower in front of the liberals, and they don't have the freaking guts, the courage of their own convictions on things, and not only on things that are not popular, you still should have the courage of your own convictions if it's what you believe. Absolutely. They don't even have the courage to say it out loud in front of George Stephanopoulos and three other progressives when a majority of America agrees with them, and it makes me insane. Wow, you're right. That's an excellent point. They are on those shows, and they muzzle themselves, or so it would seem. Yeah, because they're scared. They're scared because the Uber driver that took them to the building there in Manhattan, and the people down getting coffee at the hotel, and everybody on the camera and in the green room all disagrees with them, so they get the sense that all of America feels that way. Nope. 55% of Americans liked Trump's border policies better. Not a joke. Isn't that amazing? That's significantly more than the number of people who voted for him. Oh. That's, it, it is amazing. It's striking. It's clear. It's it's the sort of thing that changes the way you approach a policy, or it should. The barrels of ink. The what do you say about the spoken word? The uh, the, the, the 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 gallons Hurricanes of hurricanes. I don't know. <laughs> the gallons of oxygen spent. Um, talking about Trump's racist border policies and putting kids in cages. Yeah, well, uh, you know, however you want to interpret it, a majority of America thinks that worked better because it did. You know, you just have to repeat it over and over again. For myself, I need to remind myself: the media are a weird subset of America. They are a weird little insular cult that has nothing to do with with us, the rest of us. And certainly social media. Um, And again, one more number. Two-thirds of voters say that people come across the southern border illegally should be sent back to Mexico. Two-thirds. And that's considered a very controversial thing. And again, uh, the sort of thing that most Republicans will not say out loud. They have to couch it in certain language because that's a very, you know, that's a controversial. Deporting? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's very controversial. It's not that controversial, really. Two-thirds of voters say it's a good idea. Yep. You know, brutality works, including verbal brutality or career brutality, just willingness to hurt others You know, works. They have outsized influence, the small cadre of, of far leftists, because they are willing to hurt people. So they cower you into silence. This is your side of the street that you're usually in, and you're, you're right. What would that number be if you weren't being bombarded all day long about how you're a hateful racist if you want to send people back across the border? Or if you think, yeah, I think it was actually working better on Trump. What would the numbers be then? It's a good point. 
It's a good point. People are so convinced of the opinion we were just expressing, they are saying it in spite of being told over and over again that only crazy bigots and the outward 3% even think this stuff. So that's how strong the feeling is. Yeah, right. If the facts were presented in a neutral and complete way, what would the numbers be then? Working our way down the list of the 10 most annoying mispronounced words. Uh, specifically instead of specifically. That's more of like a, you're a five-year-old, isn't it? I was going to say, that sounds like a child. Uh, probably instead of probably. I do that. That's just, I don't know. Uh, well, you further shorten it to say pry. Pry, yeah. Pry ought to do that. <laughs> you're very busy. I probably, Is that what that means? I pry ought to buy my uh, plane tickets because uh, we're going to travel with the kids next week. Boy, the days of cheap flights and cheap hotels oh. are over. Oy vey, I made yes. the, I made the same trip last summer during the pandemic. I thought, I'm not worried about it. And uh, flight was practically free and empty. And the hotel, they were just like, walk in, pick a room. I mean, that's practically, it was like, now, holy crap. I'm rethinking whether I can afford it. It's Airlines so are struggling, same reason the restaurants are. They they laid off tons of people. They cut down on their workforce. Now they don't have enough pilots and uh, air waitresses to, to fly the planes. But I probably ought to book, book those tickets before they get any more expensive. Uh, mispronounced words. Espresso instead of espresso. I do that when I'm, when I'm in a hurry. Uh, especially instead of especially. Again, if somebody's talking fast, I don't know how you'd know the difference. This one, Arctic instead of Arctic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's that's one of those little kid things that you learn it in school. The teacher emphasizes it, and most people forget. Nuclear instead of a nuclear. If I'm in a hurry, I'll get that one wrong. I never say this one, so I don't get it wrong. Tender hooks instead of tenter hooks. I never mm. say that. So, uh, etc. as opposed to etc. This one, I think they're just wrong on. Accessory instead of access, accessory. It's just a different way to pronounce it. I think it's perfectly legal in the dictionary. I would have to look it up. I have no idea. Certainly is okay. Is pronouncing these other ones are against the law? (laughs) And this one I don't get at all. It says triathlon instead of triathlon. Triathlon? I've never heard that in my life. No, I've never heard anybody say that. Those are the most common? Yeah. Espresso and espresso. That one, if I'm in a hurry, I'll get it wrong every time. And then I get punched in the face because people will not put up with mispronunciation. Mm. Is chest or on pronunciations? There? It's not pronunciations, Yerub. Playing chest instead of chess. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually, that and watching you, Star Trek <laughs> and the Long wanna, Ranger. You want to hear my? Oh, good lord! Now you're going back again. If you say Long Ranger after you're six, we just can't be friends. Ah. Uh, my current uh, current pet peeve, no offense to anybody, no offense, is saying tact instead of tack. Yeah. We need to try a different tack. Yeah. It's a, a sailing term as opposed to tact, which is uh, well, social skill. I'll get that wrong at least Not half saying, the time. Not saying, boy, you're fat. <laughs> I'll get that wrong. That's a lack of tact. At least half the time. And uh, what's another one that I get wrong at least half the time? Czechoslovakia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a real boon or boom. Oh. I, I off I regularly get that wrong. Well, a boon can cause a boom. Right. It's a boom boon. <laughs> What's just another one? It'll pop into my head. Anyway, um we've got uh some numbers on the COVID thing. Uh, a number uh, there's a, a lot of young people didn't get the vaccine. 
And I don't blame them. I'm not sure I'd have gotten around to it either if I was young and was hearing I'm I'm not going to get sick, so what the heck, I don't care. Right. Um, and then uh, certain demographic groups are not getting the vaccine. But you're saying there might be some reason for that? Well, there are some risks. It would seem the scientific body of knowledge is growing slowly on that. And we, like the Wall Street Journal, aren't going to you know, hold back information because we want a particular result. And one of their points, actually, in this, this opinion piece, which includes a lot of fact, is that the whole, this opinion is not allowed to be heard because it's so clearly untrue or dangerous. Well, we keep figuring out that that opinion turned out to be true and the opposite of dangerous. So we're not going to be party to that. Yeah, we'll bring you the facts as they're known. That's a decent point. Text line 41, what's, uh, what's the mispronounced word that bothers you? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was thinking of the list of mispronounced words. My problem is, uh, well, it's that, but it's also just the wrong word, which is not the same as mispronouncing it. You just choose the wrong word. I get hone and home mixed up. They're very similar, though, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I just, yeah, that's a tough one. We're going to, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I, I like this premise for the Wall Street Journal article about the, uh, the the risks of the vaccine, which are very rare, by the way. But let's be honest about them. They lead with this one remarkable aspect of the COVID-19 pandemic. And in, in departing from the text, maybe the most important one to me has been how often unpopular scientific ideas from the lab leak theory to the efficacy of masks were initially dismissed, even ridiculed and censored in silence, only to resurface later in mainstream thinking. Differences of opinion have sometimes been rooted in disagreement over the underlying science, but the more common motivation has been political. Yeah. And, and if there, I can't even picture a better illustration of how dangerous and stupid it is to allow censorship than what we've witnessed in the last year, year and a half. Yeah. I mean, that which is unspeakable, censored, we can't even have this opinion uttered, it's so dangerous. And then months later, not decades, months later, everybody's walking around saying, oh, yeah, that's clearly true. Absolutely true. Yeah, oh, clearly. I mean, just come on. Humans suck. They're stupid. Don't give them the power to censor you. Anyway, having said that, another reversal in thinking may be imminent. Some scientists have raised concerns that the safety risks of the COVID-19 vaccines have been underestimated. Maybe acceptable, but underestimated. But the politics of vaccination has relegated their concerns to the outskirts of scientific thinking for now. And then they point out that historically, the true safety of medications is often not fully understood till they're deployed in large populations for a variety of reasons. Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing I wondered about is long term. And that's why I said I didn't mind getting it myself, but I don't know about for my kids. And uh, since the risk is so low to them, I just I don't know. Yeah. And they do make that point a little bit later on. I meant the uh, risk from coronavirus is so low. I don't know right. if I'm willing to be part of the kid experiment to see how it works over time. Well, and, and again, this is why you should be open about these things and discuss them. You're balancing risks. 
The risk to me as a middle-aged guy who ought to lose 20 pounds with controlled but still high blood pressure is an entirely different number in the equation than your little boys. So, yeah, of course it yields a different answer, or, or could anyway. And they mention uh, various Vioxx, which was a pain reliever that it turned out to increase the risk of heart attack and stroke, various antidepressants that increased suicide attempts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, evidence from the real world is valuable, as clinical trials often enroll patients who aren't representative of the general population. We learn more about drug safety from real-world evidence and can adjust clinical recommendations to balance benefits and risks. To cut to the, the bottom line... Um, they're, first of all, the way they compile the data is imperfect. They have this thing called, oh, I scanned away from it. There it is. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS. Um, it, it, long and short, after you get a vaccine, if your health does anything, you report it. Now, it might be causation. It might just be correla- uh, correlation. And it's, it's so that it's rough data. But sometimes you see patterns emerge that cause concern. And there do seem to be some low but significant numbers of the, uh, the heart inflammation thing, low platelets. Um, uh, the heart inflammation, especially for folks under 30, there's been some, some clotting and some death. Again, it's hard to attribute it to the vaccine yet, but scientists who think independently and speak independently say we ought to take a look at this and keep track of it. That's all they're asking. Facebook, don't silence them for that. Twitter, don't censor them. Uh, we got a bunch of mispronounced words on the text line, and also Joy, Re- Joy Reed of MSNBC said something extra stupid. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've seen a growing movement to reframe how American history is taught in public schools. Well, some parents who are opposed to critical race theory as new curriculum aren't too pleased. Just because I do not want critical race theory taught to my children in school does not mean that I'm a racist, damn it. Actually, it does. It's just another example of Republicans turning kids into a wedge issue, just like their politically motivated attacks on transgender youth who just want to play sports. There you go. That's Joy Reid, African-American woman, host of a lowly rated show on MSNBC, um, uh, laughing at the idea of a parent saying, just because I don't want critical race theory in my schools doesn't make me racist. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, it sure does. This whole critical race theory is kind of driving me crazy. I feel like a lot of the people that I really like discussing this, as I've listened to them on their shows and their podcasts, don't fully understand what's going on here. No, they don't, because they live in the intellectual intellectual uh, ivory towers of the world, or the you know the intelligentsia of the media, or the rest of it, including people I like. They're not here in the public schools, in towns, in law schools even, where this stuff is being hammered down people's throats. The most fair version of critical race theory being taught in corporations and schools, some of it is okay. But I've seen enough of these screenshots of overhead, you know, slides that they're showing kids or employees at different companies to know that there's plenty of 
not the most, uh, you know, uh, conservative view where you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to acknowledge, you know, there could be some policies that are leading to the racial outcomes we have and we need to take a look at that. I'm fine with that. But to just flat out stating that you're white and you're evil because of the color of your skin, which is happening all over America. As part of critical race theory is not okay. And Joy Reid saying, oh, yes, you are a racist if you don't want that in your school. Wow, that is freaking scary. By the way, she set a new record for low ratings with 149,000 viewers as an average in the money demo last week. 149,000 viewers in a national cable show. College football games that have more attendance in person. Yeah, exactly. So why would, you know, uh, you could make the argument, why discuss anything she says? But I just think it's interesting that that's a point of view that exists on one cable channel. You know, we have You're a, a racist more... by definition if you don't want, if you want that particular thing not in your school. That's amazing. Right, right. Uh, I, I came across one of my favorite descriptions of what critical race theory actually is uh, in an editorial about how it's invading law schools. Share that with you in a second or two. Let's uh, let's check back in with uh, rich, powerful Loudoun County, Virginia, where parents have figured out that the uh, school board and uh, the teachers and principals are starting to teach incredibly controversial far left rhetoric, including CRT, to their kids. Uh, here's here's the way uh, things sounded uh, in clip 14 when they cut off public comments because they'd gotten too impassioned. Shame on you! 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 So things are obviously Shame getting pretty crazy you. there in Loudoun County. Uh, here's a Loudoun County mom in clip 15. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. That is a black mom who finds it a loathsome philosophy it's to the extent that it is a philosophy i love this this was uh the dissident professor blog uh written by i like to give credit where it's due uh uh matthew anderson uh and he points out that critical race theory along with black lives matter is a pleading tool it's a position taken up by an organized or more accurately by an incited coalition of individuals and institutions opportunistically advancing a synthetic complaint in the public forum and he mentions through all sorts of institutions uh these are needed to create the impression that their argument has an ex- historical basis and possesses moral weight um, then he gets into, it's a, a blah, blah. Okay, here it is. In a word, it is a form of ransomware formatted through lawfare. 
In judicial terms, it's a strike suite or a fabricated lawsuit used to extort payment from a defendant where the cost of litigation exceeds settlement. I love that. It is a form of ransomware. It's a form of extortion. I am going to ruin you by calling you a racist and telling the world that you are a racist, knowing that the world still clings to the old definition of racist and racism. I am going to paint you as a racist unless you give in to these policy demands of mine, these structural demands of mine, that have nothing to do with race. It is ransomware, and it's disgusting. And the fact that a bunch of soft-headed, white, guilt-bore-laden teachers and administrators are lapping it up and thinking it makes them enlightened is just disgusting to me and pathetic. Have some more words that are commonly mispronounced from the text line I could hit you with. Oh, yeah, and I want to get to that whole China's the, what did you say? It's the greatest uh, I think they are engaging PR in, in the history. biggest spin-slash-PR campaign in the history of the world right now. Also, Iran was trying to, but we shut down a bunch of their websites yesterday. We'll have to get to that to a little bit later this hour. Sorry about that. Hey, a quick uh, tale from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. When their founders, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friend had had their home broken into, and they were struggling to find a security system that was simple to set up and would make them feel safe again that they could actually use. So instead of uh, going with an old one, they invented Simply Safe, and it's been going strong and winning awards for 15 years now. Yep, making people feel safe with Simply Safe for over 15 years, and it's simple to order i'll tell you that it takes you about two minutes to customize the system for your home when you go to the website simplysafe.com slash armstrong you order it it comes you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes and by the way there's all kinds of people you can get a hold of very easily 24 7 that can help you set the darn thing up and when you get it set up uh, then you'll have protection in your home from fire burglary medical emergency Whatever you need, Simply Safe is there for you 24 7. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get a free security camera. It's a 60 day risk free trial. Nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get your free security camera. I hate people dropping the T in the middle of words. When is the that? middle of words? Like often? They want it, they want it to be, I don't know. Often or often? I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, the one that know. always jumps out to me the most is when R's are put into words they don't belong in. Well, is that just, well, that's like those are the regional accents. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to bring that up. There are regional or cultural things that I don't think are a mispronunciation. It's just a sign of like I'm in this tribe. Somebody said "axe" instead of "ask." Well, I don't think people are mispronouncing "ask" in a way that they don't know. It's just culturally where the group I hang with "axe" is the way we say it instead of "ask." And I think often if it's black people, and I think this is an example of racism, I think it's black people using a different word, it's treated differently than if it's white people using a different word. I think Southerners saying y'all instead of, listen to this idiot saying y'all instead of you all. Drives me crazy when they do that. You don't hear that. You know what the plural of y'all is? Y'alls. All y'all. All y'all. All y'all. All y'all need to get out of here. The bar's closed. I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. When I lived yeah. in uh, where you're about to move, Charlotte, North Carolina. I feel like you that, don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, there's a difference between slang and mispronunciation. Like the prolly and probably. Nobody's trying to say probably and saying prolly. They are, <laughs> they are intentionally using a slang version of the word. Intentionally or habit, but either yeah. way. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so it is a difference between like a crossed 
as opposed to a cross, somebody said, is the one that drives them crazy. That'd just be a mispronunciation, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, I guess. Or I don't know. Valentine's they're... Day. Okay. <laughs> Made the they're list. just dumb. They're illiterate. <laughs> is it kitty corner or catty corner? If something's like on the opposite corner. It doesn't corner. matter. I think either one is fine. Okay. Um, irregardless, which I believe uh, after years of being not okay is in the dictionary. I think they just gave in. Okay, we give. Irregardless and regardless are under the same definition. Yeah. Uh, veterinarian versus veterinarian. Okay. Uh, February versus February. All right. Supposedly and supposedly, that's a common one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm much more charitable than I used to be about these things. Isn't that nice? Growing, or is it low T? See, remember, I had ah, something yes. I had something where I was like feeling really good about myself of like personal growth, and Joe explained that it's just because I have low testosterone at exactly. my age. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't grown at all. I've just lost some of my body functions. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're less uh, uh, likely to fly off the handle, and you're less likely to accomplish anything <laughs> or procreate. Right. Exactly. You've mellowed in all ways, including some that maybe aren't so great. Yeah, that's funny. I speak, you know, obviously for myself as well. Um. So China, huge, and I'm I I love the fact that smart people in America or the world, in this case at the New York Times, we're able to figure out what China is doing because they're trying to pull a fast one on the world, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hip you to that. Also, Iran was trying to pull a fast one on the world, and we caught them and shut down a bunch of their websites yesterday. All that, that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Amid a national shortage of chicken wings, uh, restaurant chain Wingstop has launched an online brand selling chicken thighs called Thigh Stop. And things are even tougher over at Buffalo Wild Beaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you got me. I'm laughing. Hey there. So two countries uh, trying to do harm with social media. The United States seized Internet domains tied to Iran yesterday. 30 web domains linked to the Iranian regime were seized by U.S. agencies. And these were uh, websites where they were trying to put out all kinds of disinformation and uh, and uh, influence opinions and start fights. So unrest, that whole thing that Russia has been doing for years, you know, you start a website and you, you, you complain about black people or white people or whatever, and then. Somebody else goes back and forth, and you try to get something going to make us look even more divided than we actually are. I wonder what percentage of our feeling divided is Russia, China, Iran, North Korea doing their their doing their thing. Well, great question. I don't know if it's ten percent or half of it, but it's probably significant. And then the multiplying effect: how much of it would have to would it have to be, and then the ripples oh. that go out from there? Right. If somebody riles me into hating my neighbor, and then I do something. To increase the animosity, right, right, it, right, exactly. Jack, full of insight today, folks. <laughs> Boy, um, <laughs> here's how insightful I am. I came to work with nothing in my pockets. I don't have a driver's license. I don't have a credit card. I don't have my uh, thing to get into the building. I got nothing. If I if I have a heart attack on the street, it will be a John Doe toe tag. They'll just put my body in the freezer. Sounds liberating. <laughs> I got nothing today. Wow. 
Free as the wind. Freedom. Another word for nothing left to lose. Um, Or something. But a different version of trying to influence the world, China. And, man, when the New York Times is good, they are so good. I regularly hate the New York Times, but when they are good, they're really good. And this piece and the way they put it together in the New York Times about the influence campaign that China's currently making on the world, inside a Chinese propaganda campaign, I'll just read it to you. Recently, the owner of a small store in western China came across some remarks by Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State under Trump. And what he heard made him angry. A worker in a textile company had the same reaction. So did a retiree in her 80s and a taxi driver. And they've got all the TikTok videos at the New York Times you can watch if you want. Mr. Pompeo had routinely accused China of committing human rights abuses in the Xinjiang region. And these four people made videos to express their outrage. They did so in oddly similar ways, says the New York Times. Pompeo said that we Uyghurs are locked up and have no freedom, the store owner said. There's nothing like that at all in our Xinjiang, said the taxi driver. We are very free, the retiree said. We are very free now, the store owner said. We are very, very free here, the taxi driver said. Our lives are happy and we are free, said the textile company worker. And they show all of these different videos. How China spreads propaganda in the United States and across the world. These and thousands of other videos are meant to look like unfiltered glimpses of life in Xinjiang, the western Chinese region, where the Communist Party has their concentration camps with the Uyghurs, and we all know about that. Millions of people doing slave labor. It's something out of, you thought, uh, you know, previous centuries. Most of the clips carry no logos or other signs that they are official propaganda, but taken together, the videos begin to reveal clues of broader coordination, such as the English subtitles in clips posted to YouTube and other Western platforms. A month-long analysis of more than 3,000 of the videos by the New York Times found evidence of an influence campaign orchestrated by the Chinese government. The operation has produced and spread thousands of videos in which Chinese citizens deny abuses against their own communities and scold foreign officials and multinational corporations, which is a huge part of it, ah, who, right. who dare question the Chinese government's human rights record in Xinjiang. It all amounts to one of China's most elaborate efforts to shape global opinion and one of the big, biggest efforts in world history. 3,000 videos that the New York Times looked at, and there are many more out there. How much work and money would that be? But China's a big country. They've got almost as big an economy as we do, and they're putting the full court press on convincing the world that there are no no, uh, concentration camps here. There are no slave labor. What are you talking about? The most interesting aspect of it to me is, okay, why do they bother denying it since they obviously think it's it's a good thing worth doing? It's almost like watching a reptile operate. Their only moral principle is what is good for the Communist Party. So they say to themselves, all right, these slave camps are necessary to uh, stamp out any individualism, any culture other than the mainstream Chinese one. Uh, we got to re-educate people, uh, make sure dissidents aren't a problem. But it seems like the rest of the world gets all up in arms about that, which could interfere with our business so let's uh let's launch a campaign where we act as if we understand their moral problems but just deny that it exists this is scary stuff people stalin and hitler and other you know mao other totalitarian dictators of of, of the world history they didn't have these tools China's the first at this level to ever do this in the history of the world because none of this existed before. And we don't know how this is going to play out. Can the free world combat that? If somebody has a concentrated effort 
to mislead the world, or at least confuse it enough that it doesn't know which way is up and which way is down. Because I was listening to a good podcast about that yesterday. A lot of what goes on is just to, to make us, let's see if this sounds familiar, to make us all think, I don't know what to believe. Mm. That's what they want. They don't have to convince us of something being wrong. They just have to make us confused enough. And this goes on in our own country, too. Just make us confused enough that I don't know what's true and what's not. You know, I go to the news, this newspaper says this, this TV show says that. I don't even know what's true anymore. The advantage goes to the bad guy when we don't know what's true and what's not. Right. A, a different way to phrase it would be they're not looking for agreement. They just want hesitation. If you're marching toward the brave communist future, all you need from your opposition, your your counterbalances on the global stage is hesitation, and lack like I said, of confidence. It, unfortunately, tie goes to the bad guy in this because the good guy, you know, you're doing your good thing. People are confused. Yeah, maybe he's doing good. I don't know. You know, what, what can you believe anymore? Mm, right. Yeah. The one thing I'm pleased to see, though, is that the uh, xenophilia of the last, say, 20, 30 years, seems to be fading away. Oh, yeah. Because the America haters on the left, they just, anything that was foreign was wonderful and fascinating and complex, and America's just stupid, stupid and racist and Christian and just stupid. That, I think, is fading. That New York Times piece, we ought to link that at the website. That's like Pulitzer Prize-winning stuff right there, and it's not a bullcrap like the 1619 Project. They went into 3,000 videos, and whoever caught on to this in the first place, kudos to them that to, to see the same language across all these videos and start to notice the coordination. Total change of topic. Fans of free speech and or hot, obscenity-spewing high school cheerleaders, <laughs> the Supreme Court has ruled on the rough-talking cheerleader case. Oh, Stay boy. with us. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty.